Welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. Today is Anzac Day. Today we commemorate those men and women that made the ultimate sacrifice in the Great War. Yes, great, great band, great song. They were um, they still in the nineties. I used to go and see bands all the time, two or three times a week. And I remember a friend of mine getting me a ticket to see them in Wolverhampton in a pub. It must have been about twenty people there. And later that same year, these guys won the Mercury Music Award, which is massive over here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it was that that album, Bring It On, I think it was called. Uh, fantastic album. And it just reminds me of a um, of a good time in my youth. Um, whereas now I find it really hard to go and see a band. You've got you know you've got to traipse all the way into London. Is traipse is traipse a word in Australia? Yeah, traipse is definitely a word. It's, like, it's not a commonly used word, but it's definitely a word. It's like a crossword. Oh, yeah, one of those words that just isn't in your regular vocabulary, but sometimes pops up in the. Uh, Crossword on the weekend paper. Is this Trape's real word? <laughs> we're running with it, so, aren't we? Um, yeah, we are. Well, let's keep it real. But anyway, <laughs> traipsing into London um, or, you know, another big city. And there's none of that. Because when I, I lived in Birmingham, you could go to Wolverhampton. There were venues all across Birmingham. I worked in the middle of Birmingham city centre. And you could be in Wolverhampton in 10 minutes and, you know, the, the Wolverhampton Civic Hall, the Wolfram. You had, you know, you had Oasis play there. Jeff Buckley played there. Um, Hootie and the Blowfish, the Super Furry Animals, you know, this embrace, all of those bands from the 90s. Um, and it, and it, was, it was fantastic. But whereas now I'd struggle to go and see a band, not that I'd want to see a new up and coming band. You know, it's now you just want to go and, I don't know, are the Stones still going? <laughs> they're, a little, they're, they're a little bit different up and coming, but I definitely appreciate what, appreciate what you're saying. We, like I, I got asked by a up and coming West Australian band about, oh, must be 18 months ago now, maybe a year, I don't know, something like that. They said, look, we're trying to get off the ground here. We want to do our, um, our EP cover. Can we, can we, we, we've got a photographer lined up. Can we use your car to do the shoot? This is with the three, five, six. I said, yeah, sure. I'll come out. They said, and they gave me some tickets to the show and that type of thing. But yeah, you know, it might just be the fact that we're getting old, Ashmal. And I thought, you know what? They're not on till 11.30 and it's a school night for me. So I don't know if I'm really <laughs> up to me getting home at 1.32 in the morning. Plus the fact I work at a different time zone to everyone else in my household, right? So I actually... I'm up very early in the morning. I thought, look, as much as I'd love to support these dudes, no. And they're actually going places <laughs> too. You know, like I, I follow them on social media and they're going really well. So they're definitely on the up, you know. They've had some great outcomes, sold plenty of uh, downloaded songs, all that sort of thing. So I wish them all the best, but no, nah, couldn't get there. Well, I know what you mean because, because post-pandemic, certainly, where – so. Uh, uh, a lot of my friends, you know, when they suggest a night out in, in 
three weeks time because that's what you do as a grown-up you don't yeah, go oh let's yeah. go out tomorrow yeah, or, uh, or, or an and you go right I'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah you stick it in your calendar and then um and then when it comes to the day and you know they're going to say well meet in town that's so and so venue and I'll go, oh in town that means i gotta walk down it's 10 min- minutes to the train station then it's 10 minutes on the on the train oh and it's raining oh, i can't be asked with that <laughs> I just cry off. I'm not feeling very well, guys. And I was sat at home on the sofa <laughs> drinking a glass of wine. Do you think this it's is terrible, our demographic although... that listens to our uh, podcast or thinking exactly how we do right I, now? I don't, I don't know. I think that that could just be us. But although I did, when I was in Birmingham last, I went for a meeting. And uh, one of my oldest friends, I've known him for about 25, nearly 30 years. And uh, I see him very infrequently, but we kind of, it's all... Like, you know, suddenly we see each other go hard on a big night out yeah, and then yeah. we don't see each other again for about two years. Yeah. And so I was I finished this meeting a bit early. I'd been in the pub for a couple of hours and I just messaged him because I was in the central Birmingham. And he works there. And I sent him a message that just said, are you in the office? And he replied, either you've sent this to the wrong person or you're outside. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, I'm outside. And he came down and we it was a. I think it was a Thursday night and I ended up having to go back to my mum's and I remember going to McDonald's at like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's, that's pretty grim. Eat, yeah, <laughs> eating a load of stuff and then going back to my mum's. And you know when you go, just in case I bump into my mum, I better go and steady myself and then go in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just horrific the next day having to pretend I haven't got a hangover when I'm talking to my mum. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Classic. Classic. Anyway, Porsche talk. Anything yes. starting on anything starting on the car front in the last better part of a fortnight since you and I have uh, caught up. Yes, amazing stuff. Bista scramble was yesterday. I had a ticket and I didn't go. Hear the crickets. So... Hear the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's tumbleweed. <laughs> I I I had a a, a family engagement come up. Yes, and I couldn't go. Um, it's gutting because obviously on Instagram, everybody I know is there. Yeah, yeah everyone. But <laughs> Henry Cashpole was there. Yeah, yeah Henry Cashpole was there. Yeah. And the thing is, it's just I was thinking, oh my god, I really wish I could have gone. Uh, but it's fine. It's fine. I'll go to the next one. There's um, there's a uh, one not far from me that, uh, if you go look up my blue nine twelve on Instagram. My friend John, he's organised one, and it's a watch car event, classic I car I watch event. John's Instagram come up on my suggested feed. Yes, I follow him. He he does some good good events over here, um, and yeah, so I'm going to go to that. You watches and cars. Yeah, it's at a watch place. That's a thing. I like think. you know, there's a lot of Porsche guys seem to be watch collectors. It's you know, a lot of people I know are in that world. I've just lacked the uh, – all the funding I have to go into one of my uh, in, endeavours of enthusiasm seems to fall into a car pit, let alone a watch pit. I don't need one of those as well. Yeah, I don't I don't need one of those. And, and also I have my Omega Seamaster. I don't know how it survived in the nearly 20 years I've had it. Uh, because as I mentioned to you just before we started recording, I've been decorating and my Apple Watch is absolutely covered in paint that I get a message and I can't read it hey, hey, <laughs> because wait. there's so much paint on it. This is a great segue. Let's take the opportunity to thank the show's sponsor. Apple Watches. <laughs> no, it's not Apple Watches. <laughs> We're sponsored by Kyoto. The watch brand yes. that was established in the historic city of Kyoto in 2020. Brand was created with a vision of appealing a classic design from Kyoto to the world. They want people from around the world to enjoy high-quality classic design watches that are handmade in Japan. If you're looking for style, not fashion, they will appeal to you the same way that Porsche classic designs appeal to you. I wear a Kuoi Kyoto watch every single day, and I love it. I've got a couple of them. They support me. They support the show. Please support them. Check them out at kuoe-en.com. That's k-u-o-e-en.com. Back to the show. So, Ajma. Yep, so 
watches and cars. When's that coming up in next week, week after? Put it in your put it in your diary um, like the band you're not going to see anymore. No, it's it's in my diary. I bought a ticket. Uh I can't get to my phone right now, so I don't know exactly which day, but if you go to <laughs> if you go to my Blue Nine Twelve, you'll see it on his uh, Instagram. It's coming up soon. Uh, there's a, a couple of more that PJ is doing at the, a brewery up the road. Oh, yeah. So they, there's one coming up in in a couple of weeks. Uh, I am going to go to that one. Um, but I, I really want to be driving my 912 because the weather's definitely changing. Yeah, okay. Uh, judging by the number of dandelions growing in my lawn. And uh, so I, I need to go and get that and fix the steering thing and, and just start driving it. But, um, oh, oh, big news. Big Big news. Oh, big it. news. Let's hear it. Huge news. Do you remember Huge Tunes? No. Like Huge. No. Not huge. Huge. No. You see these albums called Huge Tunes, like H-O-O-J-C-H-O-O-N-S. Got it. I don't. Huge Tunes. Yeah, they, I, don't, I don't know why that made me think of that. Anyway, because uh, it's huge. Because it's huge news. Huge news. Um, <laughs> but put a deposit down on some work, garage work. That's happening in June. When you oh, look, honestly, when you said I put a deposit down, I thought you were going to say on a McCann. No, oh, God, no, I'd, I'd just, no, no. I'd, I'd take my, uh, my headphone cable, which, by the way, headphones, they do give you hot ears, don't they? Uh, I would take that cable and strangle myself if that happened. Got it. But, um, no, it's the it's for the groundworks. It's the first stage of the groundwork. Good here. And um, it's so the driveway can be used and the concrete slab will be in place so I can then order the the building. And the building should arrive within a few weeks because it's kind of made to order a machine part. You do it on a configurator. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so that's big. And that's going to start in June. Nice to hear. It's not far away. Not far away six at all. Away. So uh, six weeks away. Yeah. So middle middle of June. Um, it might be a bit earlier. Um, it won't be sort of. I, so I haven't got the money. I haven't said you know finish it to the nth degree. There'll be sure. the outside brickwork to match to make it look nice. That won't be done. That it'll just be breeze blocks and things like that. But it does mean well, it's, it's I'm watering about though, yeah. money still. Yeah. Exactly. That first phase where the building arrives doesn't actually come with the roof, so I have to get that myself. But still, <laughs> sure. The, um, um, but it's sorry, go on. I was just going to uh, move on to the next thing because I, I don't know this uh, garage until I'm seeing photos. Right, this honestly, this is the most amount of foreplay that anyone's ever had to put up with. You've, you, it's it's uh, the climax will be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's this I've done so much work on it myself, backbreaking stuff, and I've saved thousands, like thousands of pounds. Great. Uh, I'm talking probably the overall amount I've probably saved more than about forty percent. Well, so, okay, yeah, good job. Yeah, well done. Um, so I'm pleased. Anyway, next thing. Porsche news. Yes. Porsche Penske Motorsport won their first race in the 963 on the weekend at the Long Beach Grand Prix. Oh, oh! Support event for the Indy cars with um in, with a first and a third in sprint race. You know the 100 minute race that the uh, sports cars were doing for that event. So that was a so that, big win for the new car. It's quite an improvement. I, I haven't. I didn't actually. I haven't actually read about it. Did it? Was it a straightforward race, or were there retirements and crashes and safety no, cars? No, it was relatively straightforward. The um, the way they won is they just put their nuts on the line on their rubber. They they decided not to change tyres. Whoa! Yes. Okay. Because they were off the pace. They didn't have the outright pace of the uh, Acura or the slash Honda or the um, Cadillacs, you know what I mean? So they had to um, come up with other solutions. So, but they've still got, a, you know, what's still another four or five weeks to figure out how to get that uh, pace out of the car before Le Mans. 
they're not going to be anywhere at Le Mans, I reckon. I reckon they'll be. It's a 75th anniversary for the brand. I think they're highly motivated. I reckon. Hopefully, they're sandbagging. Uh, I don't know. I think they're so far off the pace. They're not that the far top. off the pace. No, I mean, when you think Le Mans, you only have to be a little bit off the pace. Yeah, but that, so, you know, the biggest problem with Le Mans for a lot of these types of cars is actually finishing, though, Hajma. That is true. That is true. And if Porsche can do mm. anything, they're pretty good at that part of it. Yeah, they, true. Those cars do not last 25 hours. Yeah, that, that is true. Mine's lasted 25 years now. <laughs> it has. It's classic. It's a big, yeah. It's, 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 it's a classic now. I call the water-cooled Porsche a classic, does it? Even though you got one. It feels right. It feels totally right. It doesn't feel. Look, it feels, it, I'll tell you, I'll, we were talking about, we've talked about this in the past, but I've had a rethink about what makes a car a classic. Oh, I was having this very conversation with my brother yesterday, but go on. If you're using plastic in the interior, it's modern. Yes, but but oh yeah, it's his butt. Yeah, go that ahead. does that. Yeah, but that's that's totally against the thing that you said last time. I know, which was you said if a bog standard Nissan Bluebird from 1984, <laughs> it's a classic. And and to me, it was was it what's the Lada four wheel drive off road a Neva? Yeah, yeah. It it was when I said the other day that I was confused. I meant Reva. Reva's the estate car. Got it. Right? And it's box standard. You know, it's mm. probably based on, the shape's probably based on what, the Fiat 124 or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of that square look. But obviously they were, you know, when they were brand new, they were just heaps of shit, right? Yeah, now they're just um, old heaps of shit. Yeah, so why is, a, is an old heap of shit, but in good condition, a classic car? Because well, it's still a heap of shit. Well, you'd know because you've owned an MG. And she was brilliant. They just had another one on Wheeler Dealers. Come on. <laughs> so, I don't, know, I don't know how that has any reference to this conversation when you've seen some of the cars go through. They say they save classics, and they and they, that one admittedly didn't need saving, and they flipping bought it for like twelve grand, and it was the same. It looked the same as mine, obviously in better condition. Was red? Uh, no. You'd uh, love it. Uh, you on Wheeler Dealers, wouldn't you? Oh my god, that'd be amazing! But it's six and a half grand, and uh, no, sorry, I sold mine for six and a half. They bought this for twelve and sold it for something like twenty-one. Wowza! I think the the big thing they did was they it was so old it didn't have overdrive. It had it was a four-speed. Yep, yep. And they put a Mazda MX-5 Caterham style five-speed gearbox in oh, it. That would have been nice and did some suspension it, work. It? Exactly. Would have worked. Whereas mine had the overdrive. Mine had the overdrive. Yeah. So. Why is it only English cars have overdrive? Everyone else has five gears. Because it feels like a spaceship, like you're going into turbo boost. Turbo boost, that it's doesn't sort of really go really, much yeah, faster. It's no. just, well, yeah, it's kind of the revs drop a little bit and nothing else happens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and every now and again, you're in the car, and because the, because the switch is so long, sometimes getting in and out, you knock it with your knee and you oh, turn it on. I've never, and then you're like, I've never used it. Well, it's... it's uh, third and fourth past, I think it was 3,000 RPM, it w- it just kicks in. So, you know, you're on a country lane and you're flooring it in third and it gets to 3,000 RPM and goes, <laughs> it just drops off the, the rest. You go, oh, what's happening? Um, but the, so the MG, okay, so that, that is a classic. You know, everyone is widely accepts that's a classic. It's got the biggest, you know, membership club, and all that. Imagine those. But movies. um yeah, but but speaking of wheeler dealers, okay, I'm gonna undermine my own argument now. Um <laughs> they, had, they had an Austin Allegro on there, but it wasn't the Allegro, it was the Vanden Pla, right? So it's it's like it's a car that I hate, but at the same time it's so linked in with my driving history because I learned to drive in one, a chocolate brown one. Ugliest car ever. Exactly. But this ugly car, the Vanden Pla, they took the ugliest car ever and put a Rolls Royce grill on the front of it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. And they put a square steering wheel on it. Did they really? 
It's like this square steering wheel. Take a square and cut off the ends, like to round off the corners, and it's that steering wheel. And there's a, there's a guy who lives not far from here. He owns one, which is weird because he's other cars at Lamborghini Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, those cars, they, you know, when you just go, like even our wagon, daily wagon, the Audi A3, it's kind of growing on me because it's useful. It's like comfortable. I can drive up to my mum's, which is 100 miles each way, really, really comfortably. It's really economical, low running costs, and I can take it to the tip, ram it to the roof, and it's still a safe, everyday, reliable car. But then, but then you look at it in Austin Allegro, and you just go, you know, it's you can squint and look at it, you can put a Rolls Royce grill on it, but it's still shit. No, not just it looks shit. It is shit. It's shit. The build quality shit, the design shit, the way it drives shit. And, you know, the thing I remember is like my dad teaching me to drive in one. And I remember I couldn't find a gear. You know, when you go, <laughs> I, I'm stirring soup. I don't even know. Am I in a gear? Am I going to go backwards? I, don't, I have no idea. Classic. They were terrible. Classic. Not classic. Not classic. No, it's classic statements. <laughs> More, yeah, I'm just going to go back to Porsche news for a second because I know this, this is going to hit you really in the sweet spot. You're going to love this. New KN got released. <laughs> no, no. Is it new K? See, the, the thing is, I, I'll tell you what. Oh, go on, then. This, tell me what. Why do you keep saying stuff that sends me off on a run? <laughs> <laughs> I was out yesterday and I saw uh, an Uros. Lamborghini Urus, oh, yeah, and it was purple. Yeah. The cockroach. And I, and I was and I was with my brother, and he said, "Why would you buy a purple one of those?" And I went, "If you're going to buy one of those, you're going to buy a purple one, or you're going to buy an orange one, or you're going to buy a gold one." And I went, "Why else would you buy one? You're not going to buy it to go off roading. You're not buying it for its practicality. You're buying it so to say, look at me. <laughs> Is what you're saying? So you're not going to buy." That's you know, it. a grey one. Or that's every. A, that, it's, it's unfair to accuse the Urus of that, right? That's every Lamborghini. There's no Lambo slipping under the radar, Ashma. Not one model ever. Yeah, but the other. Yeah, but the others are in, must be enjoyable to drive because they're cars that are made for. Look, I say made for driving, but, look, but the, a lot of them probably don't. <laughs> no, look, you know, I think it's it's fairly. Uh, well documented that the V12 Lambos are pretty average cars, right? Pretty average driving cars. They have amazing presence. They make great sound. They're iconic by every metric except for the sensation behind the steering wheel. Okay? Except for, except okay. for, yeah. There's plenty of cars like that, right? The, you know, if you, if that's what your dream is, like, you know, I, as a kid, I had a Countach and a nine and a, um, and a, uh, 550 40. Spider on my wall, right? Ooh. So I'm looking at these two cars. I'm now in the fortunate position in life that I've actually experienced both, and one of them was one of them exceeded my expectations, and the other one completely diminished them. I'll let the listeners decide. Why? What was wrong with the? I, I was going to say why? What was wrong with the 550? <laughs> <laughs> now, but in all fairness, and this is a shout out to um, Matt Farrer for putting me right on this from the smoking tire, right? Most people don't get to drive Countaches when they're actually warm, when the gearbox is all warmed up. And, like, I know myself, all my cars drive better for 10 minutes after they've warmed up, right? So, and I've very few people ever get to drive a Countach for that sort of period of time. They, they experience it when, they, you know, the, the gearbox is cold, the motor's cold, you know, the carburetor, the coffin is spluttering. But, so I haven't given the I've driven driven them twice. I'd like to drive one that is actually well sorted and warm to give it a fair assessment. True. True. I don't. I don't but anyway, I mean, that's that's a Lambo diversion. On yeah, sorry, Cayenne. Cayenne. Right? I tell you, there's a lot of Auruses getting around over here, so I'm sure it's even worse there. Yeah. Well, well, it is because there's a, a a dealership around the corner. Um, so you see them all the time. And, but I think, but going back to the Cayenne. Oh, yeah. Um, New one. You know, uh, the old one, the first one, is still the cheapest Porsche you can buy. Yeah, for good reason. But the dearest to yeah, repair. Yeah. 
because it's a heap of shit. It's like, can I put it in the same bracket as an Allegro? Yeah, look, I think that's a bit unfair. On the Allegro? (laughs) I will say this, the new... um... The new driver interface, you know, the screen and button combo and dash and all that sort of stuff on the new KN, because I saw it on the Porsche Newsroom website, is, look, it's a, it's a modern experience. There's no doubt about that. You know, whether that's what you're is looking for in your driving experience, I don't know. However, they sell a shit ton of them, don't they? Is there, um, is it all touchscreen? No, they've still got plenty of knobs. Particularly, oh look, I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to alienate listeners. People, people drive, people drive ones, but I think it was people driving them. Yeah, no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, yeah. <laughs> big, big, big. I'll never forget. Uh, in the late nineties, I was driving down the M40, the motorway in the UK, and uh, Porsche 993 came flying past uh, in the fast lane, and its number plate was B16NOB. <laughs> and you know, is he saying he's got a big knob or he is a big knob? Because his car is going towards the latter, I think. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. It's good entertainment. But anyway, um, the Cayenne, again, it's not It's not like it's an off-roader. And, and you know when that... You're going to send me off on another rant now. Um, but you know the, you know the coupe... SUVs that they make, you know, like, I mean, one of the yes, earlier ones yes, was yes, yes. Yeah, I do. one of the early ones was the BMW X6, oh, that's I think. A shocker. Yeah, and, and the thing is, they're and you know, there's now the Mercedes one. The Urus is a little bit kind of like that. Uh, I guess the Cayenne isn't really this. This well, I think the one of them the looks. Body types. They've got the coupe style. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's not as exaggerated as what that X6 was. That was, yeah, yeah, because the, yeah, the X6. It cuts off all the headroom in the back. And um, so, you know, they're the worst for it. But to me, it's they're just cars where you sit higher and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never going to be a good car to drive compared to a sports car, but they make them sporty because they made an XM6, whatever. I don't know what the name they call it. Sure. Um, and they make a sporty Cayenne. They make a sporty uh q7 audi q7 there's an aurus performante now isn't it yep and the is there is there an rsq7 i think there is isn't there no the rsq8 oh god the q8 so you it's the aurus price but exactly the same car yeah i didn't think they'd call it q8 because that's the name of a country yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm very familiar with it. That's a oil-producing country, so I guess kind of go, goes because it's probably got a <laughs> twin turbo you know, V8 five-liter engine. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, but it's but but those cars they they just made for people with a certain amount of money, and they will go out and buy it. Whereas well, look, I still say, I've seen, look at said the, it before, um, look at the rollers. They sell them more Cullinans than they do Phantoms now. Oh my god! Do people drive those themselves, or do they get driven around I don't in them? No, but look at Bentaygas. There's tons of Bentaygas getting around too. That's a that thing is uh, like the Titanic. It's so fugly, though, isn't it? I reckon the new one isn't so bad. The first generation one was a shocker. No, no, isn't so bad. Do you know what? That's that's like saying the first one's so ugly. The second one's slightly less ugly, so it means it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, fair. it's yep. still fugly. It's, it's still it's still fugly. There's detail. Um, there's detail on the car that I appreciate, not necessarily the whole finished package. Um, I don't know. I just I'm just not. Yeah, there's detail, but at the same time, it's what does it say about you as a, the person driving it, and what's it for? Who's it for? I don't know. I'd still, I'd still go. Golf R wouldn't be my everyday car. All the money in the world, I'd still do that. Yep, fair enough. The oh, road trip in the GD4. I went up to Geraldton and back in the GD4 country roads. How many days drive was it? <laughs> it's only like five. Did hours. you get the milk on the way? It's only like five hours. <laughs> All right. So just check the mail. The um, the. 
on the way up, I had a very large rock thrown up by a truck heading the other direction, big road train, Ooh. bounced off the bonnet, hit the PPF, and uh, cleared over the top of my um, over the top of the roofs. The PPF, I thought, oof, that's something to buff out. Next day, couldn't even tell it was on there. Been parked in the sun. So it's that self-healing stuff, you know. So self-healing. Yes, apparently like when it's that. in the sun, that PPF sort of goes back to what it was before it was hit by a rock. I have to get my uh, no no six PPF. <laughs> Does it stick to rust? <laughs> so that I, was, I uh, will. That was one thing. Oh, the other thing on the way home. I was driving home in the uh, evening. And it was very balmy. So there probably isn't a lot of uh, insect life left that isn't that didn't end up on my car in some form or another into the various radiators, grills, openings and windscreen and like having to sit there and scrape them out of the windscreen wiper blades and stuff like that. There was that many bugs. It was out of control. You know, I was thinking that in, in hot countries, well, from California, I guess, so the, uh, convertibles wouldn't be popular around where you live, right? Because no, you couldn't drive a convertible in that weather. No, they're not very popular. It's too hot when it gets hot. Same with Peno roofs. I know the Poms, they love a convertible and they love a Peno roof, right? In the UK. Can't help yourself. Yep, yep. But, yeah, Peno roofs here. Like, there's one in my wife's um, Audi in the Q3. The cover is never taken back, ever. Is it like an oven? That is an understatement. It is cooking in that thing. And even even oh. though it's all UV protecting stuff, you know, when you go to the same sort of barber you and I do, you can just feel the top of your head sizzling. Oh my god. I know that see this is why I had my MGB, which, you know, it being a convertible. It was um I used to love driving it on a balmy evening in the summer. Yeah, perfect time for it, right? Exactly. It was just lovely. The sound was great. It drove a little bit better because it wasn't so hot, uh, especially after a hot day. But um, most of the time, it's just there are so many convertibles on the roads, modern convertibles. Mm -hmm. And which is why I think, you know, in the UK, it just needs to, even in the middle of winter, sun comes out, roofs down, uh, which is fair enough. But then I think, well, what's a convertible for? Because in a hot country, like, you know, if you go to, I don't know, if you go to, Spain, for example, I've been in Spain, and I, you don't really see, really see many convertibles. Apparently, per capita, one of the biggest selling, or one of the countries that has the biggest um, percentage of cabriolets or convertibles is Norway. Why did I think you? Why did I know that you were going to say Norway? So it's a similar sort of thing, you know. Like, oh, look, oops. Sorry, sorry, listeners, I was just whacking my knee on my table. The, um, the, all the Mercs and the Beamers and all Audis, they've all got that, like, warm neck scarf feature where that blows warm air around your neck yeah. and the roof's down, all that sort of stuff. So maybe it's spot on, I don't know. But my, look, I've got to tell you, you know how um, we all have a guilty pleasure car, one that we think, yep. you know, if no one really knew, I'd still love one of those, one of those cars? Is there an Allegro? No, I've got three. <laughs> all right, okay. And they're all cabriolets, which is completely, you know, not suitable for my lifestyle or where I live, but Turbo S convertible. Okay. Right. You've driven one. Yep. And I, I would love one, okay. right? Or an AMG GT convertible. Oh. Or a Bentley GT convertible. Any of those three? Oh, you lost me on that. <laughs> you lost me on that last one. No. They're just like a boat, you know what I mean? Like that whole cruise down yeah. the coast in an early evening, watching the sun go down with the roof <laughs> down, wind in what little hair I've got left. You don't want uh, a Beetle convertible then? I don't mind Beetle convertibles, but I, if I'm sitting there aspiring to a car that – I can't ever see my income stream fitting in my garage. It's not the Beetle. It's not that one. No, no. <laughs> uh, see, I don't. What would be my guilty pleasure? It wouldn't be a convertible. 
Yes, fair enough. And also, have you driven all of those three cars? Uh, I haven't driven an AMG GT convertible. Okay, because for me, I, I'm, you know, these I haven't driven. I, I wouldn't mind uh, a Renault 5 GT Turbo yeah, okay. from the late yeah. 80s, early 90s. This is the whole uh, um, Englishman, Englishman and a hot hatch uh, problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I, you know what I'd, love to, I'd love to try um, a, a V12 XJS. I have driven a number of those. I can tell you now. Have you? I, I, I just I don't know why. I'd love to give one a go. I don't know why because they like they they were big a big deal. They came out yeah, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. a kid, mm-hmm. and I remember them being on you know all the car shows Terrible and the papers, box. everything. My dad and my dad worked there at the time, and and they used to do this thing at work. He could go into a ballot, and they would give you this V twelve. For the weekend. Oh yeah, okay. and he never put his name, but he never put his name in. And I'll be sat there going, "But why not?" And he and he was sat there going, "Why would I want one of those? Why would I want to be driving one of those?" And he went, and you know, obviously they had siblings, and he went, "I'd only be able to take up one other person." And I'd be sat there going, "But there's yeah, only one of me." me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he never did. It's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, yeah. Look up the. I think if you're going to have one, you got to have the convertible. Oh, that's true. Yes, the convertible XJS V12 convertible. Did they bring out well, an, X- tell you is what. an XJSS? Is that a thing? No, no, no. Not I've never heard of one. No, what? because the the what was the one that um, I almost bought? So I, I was looking for a car. I'd had that my. Escort Mark III 1.6 gear that I bought for 180 yeah, yeah, pounds. Nice. Yeah, yeah, velour. Yeah, yeah, I had the only uh, yeah, great velour. Only option extra I had was central locking, but that didn't work. Oh, I you were and I remember, no, uh, did they have a, I don't know if they had the digital clock. I think it was analog that one. Yeah, okay. No, it's probably digital. I think it was digital. But I remember my mum being on my case saying, so I was driving up and down the motorway every day. I was driving 80 miles one way to work. Yeah, yeah. So it's 160 miles. I know that's nothing to you, but to me it's long, long way. And uh, <laughs> then my mum was constantly on my kid. I remember my dad gave me some money. And I didn't look at practicality, insurance, road tax, fuel economy. I just looked for the best car I could get for yeah. the money that he gave me, which was seven grand. This was in 2000, I think. Yeah, yeah nice. And uh, so I was looking at, I think I could just about stretch to, uh, what was the... Jaguar, the the saloon, X, was it an XJR? XJR was a high performance one. Yes, the XJ. it was the. No, 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 it was the high performance one. It was oh, the XJR. It was the super. It, it, I think supercharged. it was supercharged, wasn't it? Yeah, that's oh, it. You're talking about the little one, like the S type. No, 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 no. It was the it was the the saloon. Yeah, okay, X, yeah, yeah. That's a, really that would have been that like, cheap. Like, back was then. it? A, yeah, yeah, it was. XJ40R or something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I could, I could have, I remember looking at them. Did they have two on fuel tanks? I didn't read up anything about them at all. I just thought, God, I wonder if that, what that's like to drive. And that would have just kept one thing gone wrong and I wouldn't have been able to afford to fix it. And then I went and test drove uh, an Audi. And, and I thought I should have driven one. And now I, now I think that would be a guilty pleasure to try one. But I did um, go and test drive an Audi A4. 1.8 turbo. Oh yeah, good car. Uh, which was kind of nice, but I just thought I can't, I can't stretch to like 200 pounds a month insurance. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, so I ended up getting a bog standard Audi A4. Well, I've which got, I've got an Audi story. Oh, my wife's TT was in for some deferred maintenance. Oh, deferred maintenance. That's the worst yeah, kind of on maintenance. An early, on an early 2000s uh, Euro, uh, German car. That's right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty special. Right? <laughs> so fuel pump needs to be replaced. There's some, the air con was no, wasn't working anymore. So all the gas had leaked out, right? So they had to source that. There's some switch had to be replaced. It's got a bent lower control arm on the rear right, which I suspect has been there since we got the car. 
Um, what else was there? Um, oh, there's something else. Oh, I just had the dash repaired in it. Um, so anyway. Oh, was it the digital? <laughs> oh, yeah, that all got repaired. Yeah, that got replaced. Yeah. All the gauges recalibrated. Um, oh, and those lower control arms, can't get them anymore from Audi. However, there is a very uh, big aftermarket because you might remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, Audi TTs were in a one-make racing category. So there's a lot of suspension parts and adjustable suspension parts that are still available aftermarket for that that car. So I can actually get something that's actually not made out of just folded pressed steel. Nice, but you have to change it all all round. No, the, just the rear, just the rear, because the rear wheel, the rear um, wheels on a TT on those generation one TTs don't have adjustable camber. But this mm. this upgrade, which is really cheap compared to what an original control arm would cost, lower control arm would cost, I think about one hundred and seventy pounds for both sides and they're rose jointed. You know what I mean? Because the uh, oh, nice. But the original one, I think, was something like I found one. Someone had some new old stock in the UK of that log control. One of them, that was a pair, by the way, that one seventy pounds. But the over in um, the UK for just the rear right, they wanted something like four hundred and fifty pounds, and it was it's just rubbish, shit pressed steel. You know what I mean? Oh. Anyway, so there's oh. a bill. There's there's been a uh, deferred maintenance repair bill that it was quite hard to jump over, as you can imagine. In, this, uh, in the last uh, week what? in the TT. See, I'm I'm so broke at the moment. I do want to get some stuff for my 912. Obviously, I need the damper for the steering, but I want... That's cheap I part, still haven't though. got going. Well, that's a really cheap part, Ashma. Yeah, that's just a few pounds, but it's the... I still haven't got the distributor. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, that's mostly because some other cost comes up, like I had to get Rotax for the... Uh, oh, 9-11. Yeah, I'm I'm going to Tenerife for the weekend. That's like going to cost me about a thousand pounds, and it's so there's always something happening, and it's always not as important because it's not as important because I don't have the car. Yeah, the car was in the garage, garage outside. It might be different, right? Exactly. So you know, a couple of days. There's been quite a few days in the last probably month where if it was in the garage, I'd be out in it. I'd have my roof rack on. Be amazing. No, it's just in that cupboard there behind me. Okay, you did find it. Yeah, good. Yeah. So I would do that. Um, But speaking of older Porsches, have you noticed how many people are buying up, certainly in the UK, the G Body 911s? And I think they're the. That's the next big thing, kind of thing, isn't it? They're gone here. They're, They're too expensive for how much they cost to. Maintain. They are the worst value for money horsepower money can buy. Yeah, but 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 yeah. Remember the other day when I was telling you about the one that sold at auction, the Targa silver one. Yeah, I showed you a picture of it. Yep. I really wish I'd had the money to buy that. That sold for fifteen thousand pounds because you will never repair it. That's just another fifteen twenty thousand pounds you will just have ripped up. In fact. Can you do me a favour? Can you write a check right now out of your bank account and just go and throw it in the street? Because it will have as much impact in your life as having buying that car would have. The amount of money that I've got in my bank account, I think it'd cost more to get the check cashed than to actually (laughs) the money in there. But in all seriousness, the G body cars, they're too like it wasn't it felt it wasn't that long ago people wouldn't pay fifty thousand dollars Australian for one. You know what I mean? Now you can't even find the things for less than a hundred. And these, you know, oh, that fifty thousand um, dollar one, that was a good one. These ones that are a hundred, these are worse than what those fifties used to be. And as soon as they oh, hit hundred and fifty thousand um, Ks or hundred thousand miles, right? And they've got to get that top end rebuild, there's another twenty thousand bucks you've got to cough up. Right. And everyone everyone sells um, them when that's due, Ajmal. That is true. That is true. Because I there was a nineteen eighty C. Three to SC mm-hmm. that I almost bought before I bought my 912. And that was, it was a running car, uh, Targa. Yep. But it it was, um, I suspect, you know, when you look at a car and you think, oh, there's something not right. And I think the kidney balls needed doing, which is 
thousands of pounds worth of welding work and it sold for £25,000 at the time. This would be three years ago. And uh, I think two weeks later, I'd bought my 912 for 30000 um, which I hope it's worth that or a little bit more than that now. Uh, so I've not lost money on it, but that Targa, I don't think it, I would be driving it yet. Yeah, it that, just needs so much money going into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm telling you, look, they, they, look, they are good driving cars when they're sorted out. But the gap between good and bad is pretty wide in how the car drives. Mm, I still really like the way that one looks. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Look, each, each their own. There's, you know, there is there's some great G body cars out there, and you know there is some there's some great most series cars out there, and some average ones. You know, so it just depends on finding the right one that suits you and your budget at that moment in time. But you're not the sort of guy, Ashmal, that can buy a fixer upper. No. Yeah. Uh, why not? What are you saying? You don't even have a garage. You got a patch of dirt. I'm gonna have a garage on that patch of dirt within. This, this this summer? You know how you haven't had a garage, right? You need to remember something very important here, Ajmal. Neither has your wife. So as soon as that shed's up on the roof's there, all the shit she didn't want in the house is getting pushed in that garage. You're going to go, hang on, hang on, hang on, where am I supposed to put my cars? Oh, they're in storage. You'll be fine, Ajmal. She wouldn't do that to me. We had this conversation, yes. listeners. You heard it here first, all right? It's not happening. There's, there's just, there's just too much love in this household for that to happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure there is. However, the love of the shit in the house going into the shed will be a lot greater. I can assure you of that. Well, well, well we've got two sheds in the garden. Full. Yes, yeah, obviously. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Uh, to the, to the point that you know, I've, I've stopped cycling because I can't get the bike out. It's right buried in the back of the... <laughs> in fact, I haven't seen that bike. I don't even know if it's still in there. I haven't seen it since we moved into the house nearly two years ago. Oh, really? Because uh, it's got so much shit piled on top of it. And the, and the next to it is my wife's bike, Yeah, okay. which has got so much shit piled on it. i got a new bike this um, week. you got a new one? Yeah, i got a new mountain bike this week. What? My friend of mine's just offered me his old mountain bike, which is a 2016 hybrid bike, road bike. And I thought I should just take that. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, I should, I've got, I can't fit it in the shed. Anyway, tell me about the one you've got. This one will then fit in. Yeah, right. (laughs) Tell me about yours. Oh, it's just a, just a new full suspension mountain bike. Now I know there's a lot of listeners and Porsche enthusiasts that are also cyclists as much as you ridiculed them, Ashmal. I don't. I don't ridicule them. I feel they ridicule themselves. Yeah. Look. No. No. No question whatsoever. Most bike riders are their own worst enemy, right? Well, I I think so because there's only only because I have a negative view of a lot of cyclists. You know, they call them mammals over here, right? Yeah. yeah, Same. Yeah. 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 And uh, entitlement. Yeah. So anyone who doesn't know, I'm thinking you do, but middle-aged men in lycra. Mammals, and um, but where you come out of the our driveway, so it's a bit of a blind turn, and there's a mirror across the road that you can see up the road, and it's a really steep hill, and cyclists come down there so fast. Yeah. But they come round a bend, and they quite often there's stationary traffic there, and they just expect to go down the inside of that, and undertake all of the cars. Yeah. So when I'm coming out, and I'm across the road. If a cyclist comes around the corner, obviously they can't stop in time, and they think it's my fault for being in the road. That's yeah, your fault for living. Exactly. <laughs> so you know they're swearing and they're bashing the side of the car and stuff That's like that. About the but they go very, yeah. But they go very quiet when you get to the because there's a junction just down yeah, the road. Yeah, yeah. When you get to the junction, I just get out of the car. And then you go, and then they go very quiet because you just think, dude, you, you're the one who's going to get hurt. I don't mean to do that, yeah. but you're coming around the corner out of control yeah, at about 40 like miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because the speed limit is 40 miles an hour, but on a bike, on a car, a car yeah. can stop pretty quickly from 40 miles an hour. But on a cycle, a bicycle, you can't, and you're going to get hurt if you hit something. And tragically, uh, a boy, a little boy, was killed um, on that, that road. That is tragic. 
Yeah, only only in the last two years, and there's signs everywhere saying, you know, beware, there's blind corner, it's steep hill. Yes, still, it's yeah, just, it's terrible. It's just not not good. Exactly, but anyway, I don't I don't hate cyclists. Yeah, good. After good, all that, good. The um. Um, I wanted to ask something. I wanted to ask before you, next topic. I wanted to ask something that I've just remembered. I'm seeing a lot of stuff about talk about the Porsche market. Certainly, 911 high end, like you know, low kilometers, low owners, uh, 911s in Australia. That is heading for a bit of a, or no, not a bit, a significant dip especially with cars that have been on the market that have been taken off where you think it's sold, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's just been taken off because they just don't want it lingering there. And now they've come back on and they're not selling because obviously they're asking the, these huge prices, astronomical prices that the, pro, the the market went crazy. Is there a reset happening in Australia now? 100% there is. And it, I'll tell you where it's already being felt. It's not just high in 911. The, you know how it would have only been... The listeners could confirm this. I think it would have been about three or four months ago. I said to you the cheapest um, manual 996C2 for sale in Australia was something like $89,000 or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's four of them under 60 at the moment. Wow. What a. That you know, is. So, what the. Yeah. So that's a significant reduction, right? And I think. There's a, you know, with those, uh, there are plenty of cars that are sit on the market, taken on and off, on and off, and I don't know whether they've got people have got pressure to look like they're trying to sell their cars but don't really want to, but look, the problem is you only ever see asking prices, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I, you don't know how much it's sold for if right. it does and sell. I can assure you, there's a big difference between what the asking price of my GD4 was compared to what the selling price was. So if that was the case for what I went through and the experience I had, you can be rest assured it's happening everywhere else too. Oh, because yeah, because I was talking to my brother who lives because my brother lives in Australia and he said oh, I wouldn't mind getting a nine eleven and he's thinking around nine nine one model. Yeah, and he said I wouldn't mind having one that I can have for a year and sell without losing money. No. Nah. Wrong and, time. And I said at the moment at the it's a wrong model, wrong and wrong time. No, nah, right model, wrong it's, time. But he could he could choose another model that he would have to really haggle to get a decent price on one, and keep it for a year and I'll maybe not lose I'll money. Tell you where you could, right now, in my opinion, the, the uh, there's a bit of a gap in the market is in nine nine three. Um, I'll tell you what, over here, I think you can get sort of a, a decent priced nine nine three convertible. Yeah, same here. And yeah, and the thing that I think about a convertible is because you can, you you know, if you had the right parts, you could turn that into a target, right? Why would you do that? Because well, I wouldn't want a convertible, and they're, and they're cheap. They, it would be cheaper than buying a hardtop 993. Yeah, but you, okay, firstly, you're going to devalue the car significantly. I don't think you would. Yeah, How can you devalue a convertible all 993 any more family, than it already is all of the porsche family drive convertible manual 993s that's their 911 choice there's something about that car that all the px and porsches love right so yeah but i've never driven it they'd love it more if it's a targa no nah. well 993 targets remember were actually that hard top with that glass that went down between two layers of glass in the back window yeah, but if you made it, if you made a convertible into a target, you'd get the parts from a nine six four, so it'd look like oh, a nine six four. You mean are you talking about the rarest model nine six four? That being the target, is that what you're talking about? Because all those parts uh, are just laying around, I'm sure. Yeah, I hear there's a glut of them in Lithuania or somewhere like that. <laughs> this whole this whole I've, I've uh, theory that. of yours is just falling by the wayside. So, I feel like if your brother wants to get in yep. your car. And get out of it in a year or say eighteen months and not lose money. I reckon nine nine three is his car, a well sorted nine nine three, costing about one fifty two hundred Oz, right? That mm-hmm. sort of number. He'll get that money back every day. You know what I mean? And because they have they haven't had 
the big spikes that a lot of the other models have. Do you reckon? Yep. I think over here they probably have. Yeah, they definitely have in the UK. I've been looking at prices. Have you driven one? 993s. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I reckon there is they're, – they're much better driving car than 964, no matter what everyone says. Yeah, they are. I've heard that. I've read that. Everyone said well, it's that. Got it's, the, it's got the better rear suspension, right? And yeah. you know it because you can go around a corner and lift mm. your foot off the accelerator and not look back where you came from. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. The, um, they're, they're physically – feel smaller on the road, their footprint. I don't know if it is smaller or not on paper, but they mm -hmm. physically definitely feel smaller. The um, I, I just think they're a nicer-looking car, but that's purely a per – that's completely subjective, right? I'm not – I I, the, I probably will do in the future. I think they're nice-looking you know cars. I mean? Yeah, they are, but I think the, the, the front wings where the lights are, I, that doesn't really do it for me, but yeah, it, but, it yeah, might do later on. I don't you know. know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, mm. yeah, look, I, I just think there's a, at the moment, there's a massive gap in the, uh, in that market. And there's, there's plenty of cars on the market too at the moment for 993s so, as well. I'm telling you what the gap in the market is right now. Me and you, we're going to go into business and do this, right? Yeah, what is it? It is, it is selling the parts to turn a 993 into a Targa. We're going to manufacture them. We're going to manufacture those motherfuckers and do it. I, I would suggest that we're going to need a big cardboard box to share when we're sleeping in it with our homes anymore. No, we'll go do Kickstarter. Kickstarter. <laughs> it's going to happen. Actually, we just need that. Need... There actually isn't that many Cabriolet 993s on the market anyway. They are cheaper. We only need... They're, they're, they're typically around 30% cheaper. I agree, 100%, right? But... Who's going to buy a cut and shut? It's not a cut and shut. Honestly, if you think about how many convertibles, I'll bet you there's loads of them in the US. How and if we bought them How much money do you reckon it cheap? costs? Cheap. Be realistic. How much money do you think it would cost to convert one? Uh, I'd have to go on a welding course first. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, and then I'll, a course. I'll learn how to use a rattle can, right? Yeah, and I'll also learn how to make uh, laminated rear windscreen. Oh, yeah, get, get out the oxy to bend the windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm talking a lot. Maybe two grand. Three tops. Have you seen that someone does make one? Someone does make uh, a Targa 993. In, in, with the, using 964 type parts. I think the factory 993 Targa is not a bad looking car. Uh, it it kind of looks just like a hardtop, right? Sort of. It's, it's closer to a hardtop. shaped, right? Yeah. But the reason I Which say is the 996 Targa as well, right? All the time in my neighborhood, you know? All right, okay. White, that's quite bold. Well, that's all, it's a, that's a, quite it's bold. a lady owner, bought it brand new, drives it every day to work. She drives about three kilometres to work every day. But she's had it since new. I remember oh, wow. she bought it. Hmm. I can't, oh, I can't find it now. I'm just looking online to see whether that, if, <laughs> if I can find Well, I'll tell you what we'll the do. One that... Why don't you come back to us next episode with the facts? Yeah. Because I know how good you are. It's going to happen. Work, right? Yeah, I will find... I will find a 993 mm -hmm. convertible. Go on then. Cheap. I'll find a price for one. And then I'll see what the availability of the parts is. Because I suspect, you know, if it's maybe it's not just 964, maybe it's G body target tops that'll fit like, as well. That, 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 if you are going to do this, that's where your answer lies, right? Because they're the leap. G-body targets are the least desirable 911. Oh, actually, that's not fair to say that. They are the most affordable 911. I was just thinking, have I seen one in a film? Have you seen The Big Chill? Yeah, I think I have. Who's in it? Uh, William Hurt. Kevin Klein? I think Kevin Klein has one in that. 
Okay. Well, he's a TV actor and he plays somebody who, you know, he's like a, plays a Magnum style character, I think. And he right. jumps into a, I think, I'll have to look that up. But anyway, the, how can it be? Because that, because that one I showed you the other week, the 15 grand G-Body one, that was a target. That was 20 grand too much. 15 grand. Oh, 15 grand though. I would, I would have bought, if I'd had that money, like, I would have, It needs you know, 20 to it. get it even, to get your sticker on it. So no, it just needs like a little prodding with screwdriver or something. I suspect that's what you it are, needed. I, I, you, know, you should buy it. You deserve it. Mm. If anybody out there has bought it, let us know what state it's in. It was bought from, uh, I think it's Bonhams, the market. Bonhams, yeah, the market at Bonhams. That's I what it's called. Yeah, where it's bought. It'll be in a state of disappointment. I'd love to. If anybody's got it and they're, they're in Oxfordshire somewhere, let me know. I'd love to come and see it. Oh, that, um, talk about market corrections. I saw today there was a 996 Turbo Tiptronic. Lovely looking car. The interior had terracotta, which isn't my favourite, but it was like a metallic grey colour, which again, not my favourite, but it was well looked after. Had low Ks on it. So 996 Turbo is on collecting cars, Australia. Got passed in, I think, at 89 grand or something. So that's a reflection of where the market's going. Whereas that car, mm. that car <laughs> there would, I would have guessed to be about 120, 130. Because a Tiptronic, I, I would like to try a Tiptronic because I feel like everyone's bad-mouthing them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's all because it's come from journalists and all like that kind of thing, but people who've, who've bought them and used them every day, I've heard from lots of people who've said great cars. Let's oh, let's let's hear from a listener. If you've got a Tiptronic car, tell us why you love it and why everyone shit cans it. I drove yeah. a, I drove a Tiptronic nine nine seven turbo, and that was fine. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, was, was that an, a 997.1? Were they Tiptronic, not yep. PDK? No, dot one was a Tiptronic. Oh. And it had so much I did power, not know that. the gearbox didn't matter, is what it felt like. It was like a spaceship, that car. Oh, wow. Actually, Ooh, within, a, within, interesting. A, within a month, I drove a 997 Turbo manual and a 997 Tip. And in all honesty, after driving both, I probably, if I was buying that car, I would buy the tip because it is just like an auto barnstormer. You know what I mean? Hmm. Not the car you'd buy to rip around the twisties. Oh, it's just more of a yep. floor it in yep. a straight line. That's right. And your eyeballs pop in the back of your head. Hmm. Or we sit on That's interesting. 180 mile an hour for nine hours, you know what I mean, type car. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still thinking about this Targa conversion. Well, look, Pelican Parts Forum nine eleven Targa to nine nine three Targa conversion. Okay. So, oh yes, yeah, it's, it's a forum on it. Yeah, I think. The car, yeah, I think, the I think owes, I'll the that'll be my homework. About a hundred grand more than what it cost him. Yeah, got it. Oh, I shall feedback after I read that thread, oh, you, which you is how many pages. How many how many pages is it? Uh, it's well, it's only two pages, which means they probably did it quite quickly. Or, or probably said, "Don't be an idiot." Yeah, or, or Why are you doing this? And go, "Oh, this is too hard. Cheap, cheap project car to buy." I tell you, no, I reckon a cheap car at the moment that I've seen pop up recently. A couple of them are nine two four turbos. Nine two four. Yeah, turbo. Is that the 2.5? I don't know. There's a 2.5 S in a 924, isn't there? Is it? There? Isn't it 944, the yeah, 2.5? I think, I, I think there is a there's a 924 S. I thought that was a 2.5, but I don't know. I'm talking about the I can't turbo quite remember. Now, the duct in the bonnet. Oh. Yeah, I think I've I've seen one recently. There's two of them. It was kind of abandoned in somebody's front garden. I reckon they I reckon I'm a little bit excited about them. I think they're cheap. Hmm. They probably are, but I, I think 
I do like the thought of a nine four turbo just to. They're too dear now, but like the nine look. Yeah, that's true. Even still, a nine four four turbo is a slow car by today's metrics, right? Oh yeah, yep. So if you're gonna have a slow hmm. car and just look cool and have fun, why not get the lighter weight, what smaller cars? Like, what am I saying? There's one of my neighbours has a, a grey nine four four turbo from nineteen eighty four, mm. and last week, two weeks ago, went to football, and he inherited it from his dad. He's not a car guy at all, yeah. and uh, and he said to me, "Do you want to pick you up football in the in the nine four four? And I went, "Yes, yeah, so I'm beating one." I mean, it's it's, it's um, obviously you know you're in an old car, yes, but. He's very much he uses it no matter what weather. He'll just one day go, Oh, I fancy a drive in the 944 and he'll be out and about in it. I love that. Yeah. And it's he looks after it as in he's got all the maintenance, everything's up to date, but you get in it, it's a bit mucky. It looks like it's been used. Um so I love that. Uh, I love that about if it. If you like that back window in the Targa, you'd love a back window in a nine four four turbo. That's just a bigger, longer, stretched around version of it, that hatch. I'm pretty sure you can do the conversion, I'm telling you. Okay, <laughs> let's pull a pin. Let's come back. Okay, let's... You can, and, uh, let, let us know how your, um, your, project come, your project planning comes along. Yes, I, I shall keep you posted. And I say again, if anyone's bought that one from the market, uh, let me know. And anyone with a Tektronic... Talk to us. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear about it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for your patience on uh, sticking with us whilst we had a couple of weeks of uh, no content. And um, <laughs> Ajmal, how about giving us a video sometime soon? Get in your car and go for a uh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna have to do that. I'm gonna have to do that. My camera is actually sat right here. I'll uh, I'll do that, but I need a I need a reason. So it could be very soon that I go and get the nine twelve or something. That's a great. I'll idea. do a video then. Do it. Catch you on. Catch you on the next one. Look forward to it. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.